I said glory to God. Yeah, preach back at me. Glory to God. You know, when any of the pulpit, whoever's up here, and they're saying amen, you say amen. Glory to God. Because when it comes from the pulpit, the amen is kind of like a, what is your position? You say amen, so be it. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many enjoy God's presence? Wow, what happened? Glory to God. I'll tell you what. I believe God's got something to say, and he's going to feed us. Amen. Amen. So, Father, thank you for the anointing in us and the anointing upon us. Holy Spirit, Jesus said that you would lead us and guide us in all truth, that you're the teacher. We acknowledge you. Teach us today, Lord. We never want to think more highly of ourselves than we ought. We don't want pride to hinder us from receiving the engrafted word with meekness. We want it to save our soul. Hallelujah. Your word says it will if we receive it with meekness. So thank you for the orchestration of the Holy Ghost and for the inspiration, Holy Ghost, to speak what's important for everyone here and anyone hearing it online. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Go to Jude, chap- Jude verse 3. There's only one chapter in Jude. It's the book right before Revelation. We had an awesome time in New England. It was really awesome. You know what, Ryan? You can let that piano play a little bit just softly. I like that. Thank you. Open your Bible to Jude. The last book in your Bible is Revelation, and it's just before it. One chapter. History teaches us that Jude was one of the stepbrothers of Jesus. Joseph and Mary's son. Amen. Amen. So now, I'm going to read to you just a couple of things from the beginning. There's a summary before every gospel, every letter that is written in Scripture. And under this, in my New King James, it says, the very first word in, in the preface of the, of, the ch- of the chapter of Jude, the letter. The first word is fight <laughs> with an exclamation point. Say fight. fight. Everybody, fight. fight. Say contend. 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 So fight, contend, do battle. When apostasy arises, when false teachers emerge, when the truth of God is attacked, it is time to fight for the faith. Hallelujah. You're allowed to shout back. Do you believe that? Fight, contend, do battle. When apostasy arises, and apostasy is unfolding as you and I are walking on this planet. In this hour, in the church, an apostasy is occurring. People are falling away from the faith. They're being seduced. Christians, Bible-believing, Holy Spirit-filled Christians are drifting from the faith. 
I'm preaching as if I'm preaching to 10,000 today. That's the absolute truth. Amen. So in Jude, this is written some 2,000 years ago. Well, not 2,000. Yes, 2,000 plus. Now, by now it is. Fight, church. Contend, church. Do battle, church. Oh, I don't want to do battle. Those words sound aggressive. They sound pretty demanding. There's responsibility with this salutation. Nonetheless, when false teachers emerge, when the truth of God is attacked and the truth of God is being attacked in this nation. Would you agree? For the gay community to take their position and one equal rights in marriage. When marriage is being redefined by humanity instead of by the will of God. All that's necessary for evil to prevail is for good men to do nothing. The church, the reason Madeline O'Hare, one woman walked into the Supreme Courts and petitioned to have God removed from public places or prayer from school. One woman. She had a voice. And she was honored and she negotiated and wrestled with the separation of church and state. And it was totally taken out of context. But, you know, the devil did the same thing with Jesus when he tempted him. The devil used scripture to try to trip the son of God up. He took it out of context. Come on. Amen. That's what happened. So one woman walks into the Supreme Court and what happened as a result? The church, the church at that time was quiet. They may have talked behind closed doors, but they didn't stand up and make a voice in this nation. No, in Jesus' name. They didn't gather on the Supreme Court's steps and say, you absolutely have defied the word of God. They needed to decree something. Hallelujah. Well, you know, we don't want to get locked up. Hey, whatever. Amen. See, the church, you and I have been given life and that life abundantly. Jesus said, if you abide in me and my word abides in you. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. But we are called to be, to be his, his expression on the earth. Think about it. Jesus walked around. You and I, we walk around co-workers. We work in the, walk in the marketplaces. We walk here and there. And we have the life of God on the inside of us. We have his word on the inside of us. And yet we're too timid at times or shy, whatever else, or fearful to share the love of God with somebody. It's because we have an adversary and we have the enemy. There's a devil that hates the anointing in you and I. Listen, how many of you know to be pro something is for it? Amen. Pro Christ. Are you pro-Christ today? Come on now, don't play with this thing. Answer me. Are you pro-Christ? Say, I am pro-Christ. Come on, make a statement in the spirit. I am pro-Christ. 
Jesus said, and the scripture says, the Antichrist spirit is in the earth. I'm going to tell you something, and I've said it in here, but I'm going to say it again. When the last president of the United States took a public platform and out of his mouth came this demonic prophecy, America is not a Christian nation. He said that. He said that. And when I heard it, I'm telling you what, an anger rose up on the inside of me. Like, how dare you, you false leader? How dare you decrease such a thing in our nation? Just telling you the truth. I wasn't like that in my house, but on the inside, I would like it. I mean, I said it. We were, sh- we were stunned, but yet not surprised. It was a shock, but, you know, it was like, wow. Jesus said, and the word of God says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Do you know that in our constitution and in this nation, you need to be a Christian to be a president? You're supposed to be a Christian to stand in that office. Did you all know that? Come on, shake your heads. Yes or no. Somebody respond. Glory. Did you know that? Yes, it's true. So, of course, in order for somebody to be in that office, they're going to say they're a Christian. Pro-Christ. Amen? Say pro-Christ. Well, if you're pro-Christ, you're pro the kingdom. You're pro the word of God. Without compromise. That doesn't mean we move out of love. Love is our responsibility. The Bible says, oh, no man, anything but love. Glory to God. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) Amen. Well, glory to God. So Jude, the preface here of the writers is fight, contend, do battle. When apostasy arises, when false teachers emerge, false leaders. When the truth of God is attacked, it is time to fight for the faith. Amen? Only believers who are spiritually in shape can answer the summons. This is in my Bible. Hallelujah. Say only believers who are in shape can answer the summons. Guess what? And if your position today is like you're, you'd be reluctant or a little fearful to answer that summons, it's time to get your faith built up. Because you and I, I got news for you. Persecution's coming. Persecution is coming to America. It's here. There's an anti-Christ spirit, uh, and, and, it's, and it's manifesting through this, the guise of the Democratic Party who is moving to socialism and communism. And I'm not saying the Republican Party is par excellence, but they're closer to God's will and purpose than the other party is. 
Amen. See, you and I, we are not called to be bumps on the wall, flowers on the wall, wallflowers. You and I are walking love, but faith always being the method. But we have to take a stand for the things that are happening around us. The Bible says, make a defense for the hope that lies in you. Amen. Listen, yet it's interesting to me that they're trying to get the federal government more out of the state level. And that's good. But I tell you what, you and I need to fight in the spirit. The Bible says, pray for all those in authority. You shouldn't have to be, I need a hand grenade put under you to get you to prayer or whatever else. Prayer has to be something you prioritize, not because you want to make the pastors happy, but because you want to make your king happy. There's a difference. I mean, if you make the king happy, most of the time you're making the pastors happy. Amen. Amen. But why? Because I'll tell you what, we need to pray for our government. But we all, I want to say this too. We also need to pray for godly men and women to rise up and come into office that are making decisions in our communities. Amen. You need to know. And listen, I'll tell you what. I'm, I'm, I'm in this vein, so I'm going with it. Don't you dare not vote for the midterm elections. If you're not registered, you register and you look for the one that's qualified according to God's standard. Amen. You want a voice? Vote. People like, man, I tell you one thing that makes me irate is people that don't vote and then complain. Well, glory. Hallelujah. I love you. I'm just preaching to the airwaves today. So it says, only believers who are spiritually in shape can answer the summons. At the beginning of his letter, Jude focuses on the believer's common salvation and then feels compelled to challenge them to contend for the faith. This is the stepbrother of Jesus. Listen, the gospel from its inception and the launch of the good news of Jesus Christ and the gospel going forth into the, out to the Gentiles and amongst the Jews. It was attacked Don't ever forget the persecution of the early church. Brought into the arenas for the pleasure of the Babylonians. Of the Antichrist folk. The devil did give it his best shot to try to stop the gospel from going out. And you and I are benefactors of the faith of those who gave up their lives. You know, we we celebrate the American soldiers, and rightfully so. Thank God for men and women who will help defend and protect our nation for our freedoms. Amen. They should be honored and respected. Hallelujah. But let's never forget, and I'll tell you what, we have Memorial Day where we honor the vets that were killed in battle, or MIAs, KIAs or MIAs. We should always give thanks to God for the founding fathers of the Christian faith and the brethren that were crucified. They were given to wild animals and devoured, burned like Roman candles in the streets of Rome. You want to see something? Go watch the movie, Paul, the apostle. And I tell you what, it brings, starts bringing stuff back to light. Like, whoa, glory to God. Wow. The persecution, the the intimidation, say intimidation, intimidation of people. What would happen if the government began to threaten you about your Christianity? Would you and I cower? 
Is it possible to happen in America? Yes, it's possible. It's possible for the church to be persecuted in America. And what are we going to do if it happens? You know, I always thought about this. What if somebody came up with a pistol and put it at your head and said, are you a Christian? And you said, yes, I am. Well, you have a choice right now to renounce Christ or die. What are you going to do? What would you do? I know what Columbine did. What was her name? Cassie? Rachel. Rachel on Columbine. She had an automatic weapon put at her head. Are you a Christian? Yes, I am. Renounce Christ. Never. Whatever. But the Columbine student that stood for her faith. Why did they come at a Christian? To be absent from the body was to be with the Lord. She was instantly in glory. She was a martyr. Amen? Oh, it couldn't happen in the United States. Hey, I always had this thought, and I thought, what a, you know, what, that's, we're talking about just seconds of possible dying right here, right now. And somebody said to me, well, I asked that question, and someone said, well, I would, I would, I would renounce Jesus so I could live, but then repent. And I thought, well, what if you renounce them and they pull the trigger? Boy, it's quiet in this, this church here. Pastor, where are you in the world are you going? I got something to say, and God has something to say. Because God has something to say. He wants you and I to have a, a, a faith that is alive and active. He wants us to contend for our faith and the things we believe. And I'll tell you what, one thing I am so grateful for in this house, that most of the time, the Lord is revealing to us the things to come. September of 2007, in the middle of the service, God said in here, I don't even remember the message, but God said, from this day forward, you are to pray and decree Psalm 91 and Psalm 23 every day over your family and this congregation. It was a congregational charge. And maybe if, if, that has, if, it, if it was never developed, we need to ask God to forgive us and say, God, we're going to get this in our heart. Because when it came out of, it came through my vessel. But when I heard it, I said it again. Those God blurps, I always repeat them because I don't want to lose it. But on the inside, I had a great, I had most, I knew most of what both Psalms said at that time. I knew the, you know, the main understanding of the scripture. But when it came out of my vessel, I thought, oh, my God, what is coming in the future that you want this so well, you know, ingrained into us? What is coming down the pike? If, for instance, ten, a thousand may fall at my side, 10,000 at my right hand, but it shall not touch me. Is that possible to experience on this earth? Ask the Syrians. How about one of these gas? They're gassing their own people. With chemical weapons. 
Y'all here? A thousand may fall on my side, 10,000 on my right hand, but it shall not touch me. Why or how? Is it possible for Christians to perish in that kind of a thing? You, yes, it is. If you don't have the word in your heart and in your mouth, if your faith isn't activated in it, that, that verse don't work. Well, glory. Hallelujah. Say value. We need to value the word of God. Amen. So come with me to Jude. The first, well, let's start with verse 1. Jude, a bondservant of Jesus Christ and brother of James. To those who are called, sanctified, hallelujah, by God the Father and preserved in Jesus Christ. Mercy, peace, and love be multiplied to you. Hallelujah. Wouldn't you like to get that kind of letter from your pastor once in a while? I don't know you ever will, but praise God, I'll give it to you now. <laughs> Grace, peace, and mercy be to you, my beloved. Hallelujah. Beloved, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you, exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith which was once for all delivered to the saints. For men, certain men have crept in unnoticed who long ago were marked out for this condemnation. Ungodly men who turned the grace of our God into lewdness and deny the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Not everybody that says they're a Christian is a Christian. Amen? Jesus said, you'll know them by their fruits. Apple trees have apples. <laughs> Christians bear the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace. Amen? Kindness. Patience. Long-suffering, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Amen? There's fruit that's evident. It's evident in our lives. Hallelujah. Christ in us, the hope of glory, wants to touch people, but he needs our cooperation. <clears throat> Beloved, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you, exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith which was once for all delivered to the saints. Now I want to jump back here for a moment before I go on to talk about contending. Pastor Tim, the Lord gave him a message to us as a spiritual house that we were supposed to eat. And it was regarding the parable of the talents. This is almost a month and a half, two months ago. And from the pers a different, little different insight and perspective on the talents to communicate the revelation and importance of being responsible to exert effort, say exert effort, with the truth, gift, and graces God entrusts to us. We need to exert effort. The one who received five talents from the master entrusted to him according to his ability. Say according to your ability. 
I got news for you. Most people in this room couldn't handle a billion dollars. It would be nice to have it, wouldn't it? But would you have the billion or would the billion have you? There's the hard issue. Most people in here, if they got a million dollars, would squander it. You'd look at all these lotteries and everything else. Most of the people that have received large sums within five years or so, they've, they're, they're lost. They don't know how to manage it. Amen? One's given five talents. He takes it, and very fearfully, because of love, he fearfully employs that five and doubles it. Amen? The other one's given two, not four, two. There's a teaching in this. He gives them, trusts him with two talents according to his ability. Say, according to my ability. God entrusts things to you and I according to our ability. There's not a competition here. He's a good God. Amen? If he can trust you with hundreds, he's going to afford you hundreds to deal with. If he can trust you with thousands, he'll appoint a lot to you, thousands to manage. If he can trust you with hundreds of thousands, he'll allot to you hundreds of thousands. If he can trust you with a million, he'll allot millions for you to steward. Amen? Amen. That's kind of like the scenario. But now he's entrusted you and I with the good news of Jesus Christ to communicate as ambassadors, and we've had this here. You are an ambassador of the Most High God. Amen? Is that just a fact that you just you swallow it, you eat it, and you just digest it or excrete it? No. It's absolute something that's got to be on our radar. You and I need to carry that. That's part of our identity in Christ. I am an ambassador of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. So if I'm the highest ranking official sent from one nation to the other, even if I came from very humble means, that's the good news of God. Whether you come from a a palace or a a pit, (laughs) hallelujah, you qualify to be an ambassador just by the blood of Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. And a new creation reality. Ah, God's fair. Amen. But the parable of the talent, the one entrusted with the one, I want to stay, stick with that. He said, I knew you to be a hard master, so I took it and buried it. So here, here's your talent back. He commenced the one that gave five and doubled it. He commenced the one that had two and doubled it. So you've been faithful with little, I'll entrust, here, entrust you with much. Amen? The blessing, the blessing. Why do we fear operating in the word of God. Why do we fear moving and stepping out in the gifts of the spirit? There's a, there's an intimidation. Well, part of that is because of our identity crisis. There's too, still too much me, still too much I in the equation. There's still too much of you in the equation when you're, if you're fearful to share your faith, you ain't dead yet. You need to get dead. (laughs) hallelujah paul said i am crucified with christ it's no no longer i who live but christ lives in me amen we need revelation saints say too much of me too much of i yeah glory to god now god allots to you and i talents so to speak 
He entrusts you and I with his good news, with his love. He's entrusted you with his gifts. And we need to be faithful. Say faithful. So Pastor Tim, in his preaching, his emphasis and the Holy Spirit's emphasis was about you and I exerting effort in our faith. Say exerting effort in faith of our faith. The word exert means this, to put forth, to put into use, to put forth and to put into use as power, exercise, ability, influence. Hallelujah. To put forth into use, that's what faith is. That's what faith does. It puts forth, it uses and works the word of God. Amen. Effort is necessary for the word to come to pass. Every promise of God is uh, conditional. Every promise of God is conditional. Every promise is conditional. Well, what do you mean? You got work to do. You want to see a promise come to pass, you got to go to work. You got to take that word and you got to plant it if you want a harvest of it. So this word exert, to put forth into use as power, to put forth into use exercise, spiritual exercises. Think about it this way. To put forth to use your abilities that God has blessed you with. Don't waste them. Don't bury your abilities. Don't keep your ability quiet. Don't keep the gift that God has given you quiet. Hallelujah. It also means to exert influence. John Maxwell, one of the lead teachers on leadership in the nation. And, of course, he affects the, the nations. He, he defines leadership as this. Leadership is influence. We are at 1996, Tulsa, Oklahoma. I was at a minister's conference. And he was uh, one of the guest ministers there. And he said this. He, he taught on leadership. And that he made this statement. But he said this also. He said, hey. All you need to do to find out if your leaders look around, if there's nobody following you, you ain't a leader. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Your influence in society, your influence in your home, your influence in the workplace, God's called you to be a leader, an influencer. Amen. The other word is this, effort. These are two key words that Pastor Tim, the Holy Ghost, deposited in us through that vessel. Effort is this, exertion of physical or mental power. Exertion of physical or mental power. Say work. Work, what does that mean? In order for Romans 12, 1 to come to pass, 
Don't be, to not be conformed to this world, but by being transformed by the renewing of my mind with the word of God. Amen. How will I ever know the will of God if I don't know the word of God? His word is his will. Amen. Amen. So glory. I need to exert effort to be a student of the word of God. I have to work. I have to plant. I have to water. Amen. Exertion of physical or mental power. An earnest or strenuous attempt. Hallelujah. An earnest attempt to ascertain the heart of God. Amen. An earnest attempt to come into the revelation of scripture and not just the facts of it. There are people all over this nation that can quote the Bible and they're not even saved. What makes you and I, and listen, I want to say it this way. That puts to me a higher responsibility on us who are saved. We're held more accountable. Amen. Something done by exertion of heart or hard work an achievement the amount of exertion expended for a specified purpose. The amount of exertion necessary and expended for a specific purpose. The devil wants your voice. We were preparing for New England. I began to just get flooded with all these strategies of the enemy. And I, I'm just like, how in the world is this going to fit? How with the forum? Because our, our purpose and our, our usual intent is to bring forth the, the how to flow with the Holy Ghost, how to move with him, how to understand and fellowship with the Holy Spirit, how to be led by him. How do you stay crisp and fervent as a, as a believer, as a Christian? How do you stay connected in that frequency of the spirit so that we are being led by him? Amen. It comes through work. It comes by exerting effort. It comes by believing what the word says. Those who are sons of God are led by the spirit of God. You need to wash yourself with that. I am a son of God and I am led by the spirit. Amen. Why? Because faith will connect with that and you'll start believing for it. And then all of a sudden that channel and we really need those old radios to get the get this better than the digital ones. The digital ones just go right. You know. But when you used to have to turn that dial, you got all this different sounds and static and all that other stuff until you hit the frequency. Amen. And on that frequency, all of a sudden, you could hear what was coming from that influence. You and I need to dial in to the Spirit's influence. Amen? Well, doesn't it just happen if you're baptized in the Holy Ghost? No, there's a war. And there's, there's a war and there are battles that take place. Paul said it this way, and you know it. In 2 Corinthians 10, he said, my God. We, Paul said, I have learned the importance and the exertion and the effort I have to, I have to exert to cast down every thought, every vain imagination raised up against the knowledge of God. 
Why? So everything that you know about Scripture, there's going to be a warfare against it for you to be fruitful in it. For you and I to be fruitful in the things that we believe. There's a warfare that comes. There's vain imaginations. There are lofty thoughts that come. How do they come? By voices. The devil has a voice and he, has, and he uses not only demons, he uses people to try to communicate his desire for our lives. Jude 3, beloved, I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation. And I found it necessary to write to you, exhorting you, and I'm exhorting you today. Contend earnestly for the faith which was once delivered to you and continues to be delivered. Amen? Amen? So to contend. It's interesting. The Greek word is where we get the word agonize from. <laughs> God doesn't want you to be in agony. <laughs> Say, God doesn't want me to be in agony. But the word is literally, it's a struggle. To struggle. Compete for a prize. Contend with an adversary. Contend with an adversary. There's an adversary of our faith. Endeavor to accomplish something. This is part of contending for your faith. <clears throat> I was flooded. You know, while we were up there and praying and, and just in the spirit. I was flooded. I woke up with things stirring in my heart from the Lord. But it was all about the strategies of the enemy. And the Bible says, be not ignorant of his wiles, of his stratagem. He is a brilliant enemy, saints. Don't ever think that he's some dirtball. He's a brilliant enemy. Highly intelligent. Stupid and intelligent at the same time. To give up what he had for pride's sake. You and I need to be careful. We never won't walk in that footstep. Why? I don't need to hear the word of God. I don't need to hear this message today. Shame on us if we ever had that attitude. Amen. So to contend, to struggle with. There's a struggle every day. Every day. The struggle can be managed. The contending for our faith is managed. You and I, if we know who we are because of whose we are, there's no battle we can't win. There's no battle you and I can't win. Well, there's one amen. Amen. Listen, you may have had your butt kicked many times over. And listen, we all have had times where our butt got kicked in the spirit. Because we did nothing or we felt paralyzed for one reason or another. Or we were just lazy. Hello. You and I, listen, there are, there's action and reaction. There are consequences to our effort, and there's consequences to our lack of it. 
A lot of times we're trying to blame God or the word, you know, people will try even saying the devil will try to plant the seed. Oh, the word didn't work for you. The word always works. Hallelujah. We just don't want to necessarily want to see the other side of the coin of that word. Amen. (laughs) See, we love the word of God, but you know, when you divide it, when you think about some of the things and you read through the old Testament, that the word, uh, Blessing had a double side to it. The other side of the coin of blessing was curse. Well, glory. Thank you, Jesus. God said, do not. And interesting, the translator said it in Joshua. When they go into Jericho and God gives them the warning, he says, listen, all the silver and gold come into my temple. Nobody touches anything. Take none of the livestock and everything. He said, wipe out everything. Ken Copeland said, he said, kill the bugs. <laughs> you know, nothing comes out of Jericho except the good stuff. Say stuff. And he said, that comes into my temple. Let no man touch it. And the Bible says that the gold and the silver, the things that God deemed to be blessed. Right? In some translators, they, they say it this way. God said, don't touch of the accursed things. Now, they were going to be a blessing as they came into his temple, but they would be a curse on anyone who touched it wrongly. Come on. So you and I, we have the responsibility of, of, of taking a stand for what we believe. And we need to contend for this. There is a struggle going on. And a lot of times, you know, Pastor Lena was even talking about it. A lot of times that we get too familiar we get too familiar with our, the leaders in that God has placed in our lives. And uh, we get too familiar with each other. And we should. We, we, there's three, you know, there's so many dynamics to our navigating with each other in relationship. There are boundaries. And yet there, there's, we, we're supposed to enjoy the, the gifts and graces in each other. We're supposed to pray for one another. Amen. We all, you know, Brett, Ken Copeland said it one time. He said, you know, we all have faults. Faults aren't necessarily sins. They're just things that irritate others <laughs> for the most part. <laughs> Amen. So faults can actually work to help sharpen you and I to walk more in love <laughs> and have patience. Hallelujah. So God reminded and revealed his intent. And per- oh, I'm sorry. Let me give you an example of one thing here. I'm going to pass that for now. I want to come down to this. <clears throat> what time are we at here? 1208. All right, I'm going to go back and pick this up next week, but I'm going to share a poem with you that God gave me. I'm going to share a poem God gave to me Thursday morning, this past Thursday morning before going up to New England. And I knew that the forum was going to be a place, a, a venue to release it. And of course it was, live stream so it went out into the airwaves as well but i want to wash you with this with a very safe very positive <laughs> thing from god I, th- I believe all this is positive we're going to talk next week more about contending we're going to talk about fighting for our faith amen but let me wash you with this and i have it in here as a prophetic poem father Thank you and Holy Spirit for giving this. This is for everyone who believes it and receives it. 
that it's living and active because it's inspired of you. This is what he said. Meditate on my word both day and night. It will truly keep you on the path that is right. The great commission will become your desire. My spirit will fill you with a burning holy fire. To be the witness I need you to be. Doing the works of the father for all to see. That my love is in you from day to day. As you reach out to others and show them the way. And your joy will be full as my gifts flow through you. To reveal to others that my spirit is in you. So rejoice my bride that you are mine. Be a laborer in the harvest and redeem the time. For the clock is ticking, and I'm on my way. No man knows the hour. No man knows the day. So who will be found faithful when I do arrive? The one who's obedient and walks by my side. Hallelujah. I'm going to get that printed off so you guys can have it. Yes, yeah, hallelujah. Isn't that encouraging? But in order for this inspired Holy Ghost poem, it, it, it expresses to me as I look at it, like who we are because of whose we are. It, it, I see in it our commission. I see in it his design for fruitfulness in our life. I see in it a requirement of the faith that's necessary to be his light. To be his hands. To be his voice. Amen. And uh, who will. I, I love this. It just came like a stream. So who will be found faithful when I do arrive? The one who's obedient. And walks by my side. Please stand. <laughs> there was a movie called Braveheart. And in one of the battles where this character, William Wallace, who was based on the true story, most of it, and he finally comes to a place where they're coming out to fight the army of England for freedom. And they're fighting the northern army in this one. And a lot of the Scotsmen begin to have this response where they're going to leave the battlefield because they get tired of the nobles negotiating for land and title and different things. And William Wallace comes in with his posse. His what are called like uh, you know revolutionists, and he says, "Where are you going?" And they said, "We're not going to fight for them, for the nobles. 
We're not going to fight for them to get land and title and die for the ones who are high in rank in our nation. And he said, sons and daughters of Scotland, (laughs) you're not here to fight for them. You're here to fight for freedom for Scotland. And he regroups in the movie, but he literally did this. He regrouped the focus and the purpose of the, of the battle. He so the, the message so inspires the, the whole army that is assembled that they're inspired and they are inspired with a resolve that they're going to fight for freedom. You and I are to be inspired. And I hope today that there's inspiration that's touching your heart and like awakening us to a, to a responsibility to fight for our faith, to not compromise. You and I are not called to be politically correct. We are called to be kingdomly correct. At the risk of being rejected, at the risk of being persecuted. You know, it's interesting to me a lot of times Jesus said that family members will be some of the first folk to turn against you because of a conversion. My family thought I went cuckoo. Anybody else in here? Your family, when you came to faith in Christ, they say, you know, you either fell on your head or you did some bad drugs. You know, something happened. No. When the kingdom of God comes inside of us, there's a king that sits on the throne. Are you glad that he points a scepter? We have that picture of the king pointing the scepter at the queen to come into his chamber. You and I have access to the Holy of Holies. You know, the passion of the Christ depicted it so wonderfully, a four-inch thick tapestry of the veil that separated the inner court from the Holy of Holies, ripped in two, guys, four inches thick like a piece of paper so that mankind could now have access to the Holy of Holies. We started off in a little bit this morning with we've been bought with a price. The Bible says this, that you and I are not our own. Too often we forget it. Holy Spirit, thank you for brooding over us individually as family units and as a body of believers. Holy Spirit, we're asking you and trusting that you will inspire us every day to live the life to walk the walk, to talk the talk, to be light bearers and to be beacons amongst those who are perishing. That, Lord Jesus, we are in you. Your word in us is bread for people to eat. The living water of the Spirit is water for people to drink. Wow. Think about that. The gifts of the Holy Ghost in you 
are drinks of water for those who are perishing due to a lack of water. The words and eloquent words of comfort, edification, encouragement out of our mouths to the people who are lost is a fresh drink of the Holy Ghost. Let us be that light. Holy Spirit, help us have that influence personally, in our homes, and in society. Wherever our foot trods, for your glory and for our joy and benefit. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Anybody need healing in your body today? You do, right? Come on over here. Hallelujah. Anybody else need healing in your body? Okay, Bri. Do you know where you need healing? Your stomach? Mm-hmm. For real? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Okay. Stretch your hands out towards some saints. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, thank you for your power, for touching Brian. We command the stomach, digestive system, in the name of Jesus, to be healed by the power of God. Can you lift your hands to the Lord, Brian? Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah, me too. She she will. (laughs) Grace. Kyra, come on up. Yeah. I want you to pray for Gracie for her alignment, if you would. Thank you. Let's stretch your hands out, if you would, please, as we believe God for this as well. Yes. Your arms are too long, Grace. Perfect. Stretch your arms out. They're close, but they're a little off. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Ah, glory. There it goes. <laughs> Touch muscles in her neck. In Jesus' mighty name. Relief. A lot better? Hallelujah. Let's thank God, guys. Lord, thank you. Yes, thank you, Lord Jesus, for your faithfulness. In Jesus' name. (laughs) From the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. Ooh. Mashtamba. Whoa. Fake it. Hallelujah. <laughs> That's okay, Car. Body check. Anybody else need prayer for anything? Let's let's close, shall we? Pastor? 
Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you for speaking to us this morning. And Father, for just igniting our hearts, igniting our hearts with passion, igniting our hearts with love. God, we thank you for this, this word that is, is being spoken and resounding in our hearts right now. God, that you're speaking to us specifically to do something with what, what's been planted in our hearts. To do something with, with putting the word of God in action. And Father God, we thank you that you are just resounding that. Holy Spirit, that you would continue to remind us concerning this word that we're receiving this morning. The Holy Ghost, that it would become alive and active in us. The Holy Spirit, that you begin just to constantly remind our thoughts, that our, 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 our thoughts and our, our imagination would be captivated by the word that we've received. And God, that we wouldn't just allow the word to just be dormant, but God, we would dig into your word concerning what we've heard today to help to, to bring strength to it, God. To help to bring uh, uh, just that very, that necessary uh, strength and, and God that resolve to bring understanding, to, yes. begin, to begin to bring greater revelation concerning this. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. So, Father, as we go from this place, I thank you that every person that has heard and received your word, that, God, that you will bless them, that, God, that you would just allow just a, an increase, God, of your anointing and an increase, God, of understanding and an increase, God, of influence. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Everybody said amen. 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 Praise God.